AJ Allmendinger? Yeah. He's still pretty good at road courses. One, two, oh, one, two, three, four. This is Mario Andretti, and you are listening to Below the Yellow Line. and the Spotter Stand YouTube channel. Welcome to the NASCAR post-race show for the 2023 Bank of America Roval 400. Going to be a very fun episode tonight, breaking down all things Roval, breaking down this race that uh, had a lot of storylines. It got a little stupid, but not too stupid. Tyler Reddick, Chris Rebell dominated early. A.J. Allmendinger led 46 laps, dominated the late portion of this race. Looked like Kyle Busch could win it in a must-win situation to get to the next round. But ultimately, Kyle Busch, Ross Chastain, Bubba Wallace, and Brad Keselowski all eliminated from the round of 12. Going on to the round of eight, William Byron, the second-place finisher, thought that he could sneak up here and steal one. Ty Gibbs, how about Ty Gibbs? A great run in P4. We're going to get to all the finishing results and storylines of this race a little bit later on. But this was a race I really enjoyed. Um, I really liked the racing. I thought it was good racing. Um, it's still not great. You know, I think the next-gen car still does have some issues on, uh, on road courses. But um, if you look at this race compared to the last road course race at Watkins Glen, I think it was a lot better. Um, that was a race where it was extremely hard to pass, and it was still hard to pass out there today. You could tell, you know, contact and, and tires definitely mattered. Uh, track position still did matter a lot. Um, but when you look at, you know, with five laps to go, or not five laps to go, with like, what, was it 15 to go maybe when that last, when that caution came out for Suarez? Um, most of the field stayed out. You know, you had a few guys like Kyle Busch and Reddick that pitted. They still made up positions, right? They still made up track position with those tires. But ultimately, I think, um, you know, it was track position today that was king over, um, a, you know, a pit stop. Um, they brought back cautions for stages today. They threw the yellow. Um... Can't say I loved it, to be honest. Can't say I loved it. I'm sorry for the little pop there. I That's going to sound terrible. I apologize. Anyway, can't say I loved it. It ruins the flow of the race, and it forces drivers, crew chiefs, and teams to make a decision they shouldn't have to make. Um, you shouldn't have to decide, especially guys like Bubba Wallace, Tyler Reddick. You shouldn't have to decide do I go for the stage points or do I want to go for the win? Like for Reddick and Bubba, it was obvious what they had to do, but they shouldn't be forced to make that choice. Um, and you can't say, well, not having cautions made Indy and Watkins Glen suck. Um, Indy was a really solid race. Uh, and, and again, it's like, it's like the integrity of it. You know, Bubba Wallace might've been a top five car today, but we don't know. Cause he got shuffled back in traffic and then Daniel Suarez, you know, kamikaze him and Cindric. So we, we don't know, 
Um, and, and, you know, there might've been a couple of guys that finished higher than they you know deserve to just based on speed because, you know, uh, they, they, they were able to play strategy. So it's slightly, and I say slightly because most of the time the cream still rises to the top, but it's slightly, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. It slightly delegitimizes the way these races play out. And I think this is, to me, it's less of an issue in the playoffs because you do have guys that would go for stage points anyway. Right. Like Bubba Reddick today, it was obvious they had to go for stage points. Guys like Hanlon, Blaney, Byron, who were locked in, it was obvious, okay, they can go for the win. Stage points don't really mean anything to them unless it's a stage win. But it's races like, you know, just for examples here, Coda, Sonoma, Watkins Glen, regular season races. And sure, for some of those guys, you know, for some guys, the bubble guys, I guess those stage points do mean a lot. But again, you shouldn't have to make the choice between possibly earning a playoff point and and winning the race. All right. It's like, are points more important or is a shot or is a chance at the win more important? Because a win is how you get max points. But if you play that strategy, it's not guaranteed you're going to get the win. And I saw, I can't remember who it was. I, I saw somebody say today something, and it's a really simple statement. It's a really simple statement. But it said stage points, the amount of stage points a driver gets or lacks, reflects how they run over the course of a whole race. That's why stage points were introduced, right? So if you have a guy who dominates a race and then has a mechanical failure, a blown tire gets taken out, they still have something to show for it. How good they ran still reflects on their day. That doesn't matter with, with how modern road course racing is now. It, you know, with the stage cautions, it doesn't matter. You know, all that is taken out the window. You can have a guy that runs 19th for all of stage one until the final three laps from the top 18 guys pit win the stage. And all of a sudden, at the end of the day, you look up and he earns more points than the seventh place guy who ran, you know, 11th in stage one, ninth in stage two, and ultimately ended up seventh and had a solid day. And the guy that ran 20th all day but got stage points because the guys in front of him pitted to try to have a shot at the win, all, you know, they all pitted. And, and the 25th place finisher ends up more points than the eighth place finisher. I mean, maybe this is me being too throwback, old school, purist, whatever you want to call it. But I just, I disagree with stage cautions and road courses. I, I'd be, you know, I don't dislike stages. I don't dislike playoff points. You know, I, if we're going to, I don't love the playoffs, but if we're going to have them, I like that we have that. Um, I like awarding points, but why do we have to throw cautions and ruin the flow of races, especially road courses, when this strategy play, that's not even a strategy play, it's a, it's a, force of hand you know nascar is forcing the team's hand here it's not something that nascar can or not something that the teams rather can change right i mean they're on an island they're stuck um so again i mean that changed bob wallace's day changed tyler reddick's day so that's just my two cents um storylines uh ricky stenhouse caught on fire that was scary. It looked like a rocker box fire again. Denny Hamlin, who was already in uh, on points, um, he it, it was weird. He spun and then he got hit by Mike Rockefeller, who unfortunately had nowhere to go. Um, 
What else? What else? What else? Oh, Eric Jones wrecked. He was not happy. He had a funny interview. Um, the race late, though. So after Reddick and Bell had their turn at the front, after Kyle Busch led some laps, and he was in a must-win situation. So the points battle was, I think, Truex and Kozlowski for most of it. And Truex looked pretty good, right? He looked like he was going to have it. He did slip up a few times in the final few laps, but he was like plus 15. Uh, Chase Elliott had some time in the sun as well, led 15 laps, but, uh, I just, I don't see a win for that 19 this year, man. They're just, they're not fast enough or they make a mistake. It's uncharacteristic of them. You know, it's very uncharacteristic of them to make these mistakes and run how they are. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's a weird deal. Weird deal. That nine team just not able to run as as good as they should to be honest um it's, it's not good uh ty gibbs looked like he had a chance to win this race for a while didn't lead any laps but he was fast man um and i think i've seen ty gibbs mature so much and maybe that had to do a lot with his dad's passing um i don't know but on track he's not wrecking people he's not getting irrationally angry he is acting like a three or four year vet. And I think he makes the postseason next year. Um, because he's just he's running so well. Like every week you look up and at the least, he's in the top fifteen. He in every once in a while he'll have a race and you got to he'll have a bad race. And you're like, oh wow, that's kind of disappointing. And then you have to remember he's a rookie. Yeah, he's in a top tier car, but he's a rookie. I mean, you think of rookies, he's he's outrun, you know. William Byron, I think, was like 23rd in points his first year with Hendrick. Uh, Ty Gibbs is going to easily outdo him. Um, you know, Austin Dillon, Kyle Larson, uh, he's definitely had a Dillon's rookie year in 2014, kind of on par with Kyle Larson's rookie year in 2014. Maybe hasn't been in contention for the win as much. But uh, Ross Chastain, 2021. If you want to count that as kind of his first rookie year in, in competitive equipment, he's you know kind of on par with what Ross did. Um, so Ty Gibbs looks really good. Um, he he really does, and he's just he's running better and better, man, better and better, more experience. Um, let let's talk about Bubba Wallace real quick. Um, obviously, I'm a fan of the guy. I'd say it was kind of split half and half of people that expected Bubba Wallace to make the playoffs. Um, I predicted it. I said he would win a race to get in. That didn't happen, but Vegas, look out for him next week as a race win contender. Maybe at Homestead, too. Likely not Martinsville, definitely not Phoenix, but hey, Vegas, look out. But uh, not many people expected him to make it out of the first round. Said, oh, yeah, easy first round exit, but he made it. That's improvement, right? Goes out and makes round two. And then, if Suarez doesn't wreck him, man, I, it's like it's unlikely that he makes it to round two, or uh, to, to the round of eight. But he drove his butt off today. Fastest in practice, qualified fourth, finishes 16th after going all the way back to 29th. After getting cleaned out by Cindric, who had gotten cleaned out by Suarez, and then Suarez got cleaned out by Bell. So that was kind of funny, but... um. Bubba Wallace has gotten so much better in road courses, and the finishes aren't there. That that you know he does need to finish a little bit better. Um, but Indy, 
Watkins Glenn, when he was trying to maintain that points cushion, did what he needed to do. Today, he needed to do a lot more than what he did. But again, the strategy changed that, and he, he ran solid. He really did. Um, Kyle Busch, along with Bubba, eliminated. I picked him to win the championship. I picked him to win the championship. And, you know, he nearly won the 500, went out, dominated California, won Talladega, won Gateway, had a streak of like eight or nine straight top tens in the summer, looking like a championship for Locke. And then from like the end of July to now, they've just not been good. They've either had issues like Kyle's made mistakes like at Michigan. Uh, they've left a lot of points out there, kind of similar to Rick. They left a lot of regular season points out there, just didn't get stage points or didn't have speed. And then they had issues on Saturday, like at Texas, right? They got themselves behind the eight ball. He wrecked at Texas. And I think Kansas and Darlington as well, they had issues, either qualified poorly or wrecked in practice, wrecked in qualifying, put themselves behind the eight ball. All led that, that all, you know, accumulated to them needing to win at the Roval today. And, they didn't get it, but this performance showed a little more inspiration out of him. He led six laps, and Kyle Busch isn't great at the Roval, but he qualified fifth, and he stayed up there all day. Uh, you know, like like this wasn't a race where Kyle Busch uh, lucked himself into a third. No, he was up there all day, and you know he just he needed a win to advance. He finished his third, um, and can you say it's disappointing a little bit? Yeah. Making it to the round of 12 and winning three times with four races left to get some more uh, in your first year with an organization is pretty good. Now, this does kind of remind some people of 2008, right, when he won eight races. And, you know, he's looking really good, and then he kind of collapsed in the playoffs. Now, the, his regular season was not part of his regular season in 2008, but um, I've seen some people comparing, and I kind of get it. You know, great regular season, um, disappointing playoff run. Yeah. Last man I want to talk about before we really get into the results is the winner. AJ freaking Almendinger. What a drive, man. Led 46 laps. I picked him to make the playoffs, and I'll admit I was wrong. But maybe we should have lowered our expectations for a guy that hadn't raced a full season yet with the next-gen car. He hadn't run full-time in Cup since 2018. Um, yeah, he won at Indy in 2021, but not running a full-time cup schedule and then jumping immediately into a full-time cup schedule is difficult. And, uh, he just went out there and kicked everybody's butt today. Like, even when he made slight mistakes towards the end and Byron got close, I still didn't think Byron was going to get there without a massive mistake. And AJ Allmendinger doesn't make massive mistakes. And there's, there's, you know, there's been a lot of talk and we'll see how much we learn um, you know, in the coming weeks about his future, but he says he's going to stay with Collier. We just don't know if it's going to be in Xfinity or Cup. I think this pretty much seals the deal about Cup. Now, he's getting older, right? He's getting older. He just had his first kid. He's getting to that age where a driver might say, I want to retire to spend more time with this, with my family. Totally valid reason. But he wants to drive, and you see how much passion he has, right, when he wins every single time. And you know, some people look at that, especially in the Xfinity series. You know, why are you celebrating the way you did? You're a championship contender. Act like you've been there before. But he said it in his post-race interview, right? Especially in the Cup Series. But anytime you win a NASCAR National Series race, it is a huge deal. You are automatically, you know, one of the hundreds of people that have, 
you know, conquered what, you know, thousands, if not tens of thousands of people have tried to do. And I think it's like eight or 9% of the people that ever start a NASCAR race will win one in any of the top three divisions. That's a really low number. Um, and I mean, he said it in his interview, treat everyone like it's your last. And he was emotional. You know, a lot's happened for him recently. Um, it's been a tough year. He hasn't performed well at the road courses this year, and at least not his standards. Um, and, you know, we saw at Richmond, right, when he was right in the heat of the playoff battle, Colleague took him to a road course. Instead, they took him to Road America. He didn't qualify. He was behind the eight ball in that Richmond race, and that kind of sealed the deal for him missing the playoffs. But um, that Road America race kind of signified that, hey, Colleague and AJ is off. Because in a car that he had dominated at, uh, dominated with at Coda earlier in the year in the Xfinity Series, he finished eighth. They had some steering issues, some brake issues, and it was just a frustrating day. And I remember seeing Matt Collick and Chris Rice at that race with their head in their hands, wondering what's going on. And today in the Cup Series race, the Roval, I mean, you could tell they were stressed, but they were so happy. And they put in so much work. That team has come such a long way. A.J. Allmendinger has come such a long way. In my opinion, he's a much better driver than he ever was with JTG Doherty. If he stays in Cup, that's great. If he goes back down to Xfinity, he might be my championship pick because he's getting better. I mean, he's won at this track four times in Xfinity. Now he adds a Cup win. He's the favorite every time. Favorite every time. Now let's talk results and points. William Byron in seconds, mounted a charge. Wasn't enough. Kyle Busch third, Ty Gibbs fourth, Joey Logano in fifth, Tyler Reddick did exactly what he needed to do today. Led 27 laps, finishes sixth, advances to the round of eight. That 45 team has turned up the wick. And Vegas, Homestead, two tracks right into their wheelhouse, especially Homestead, right, which is a track where Tyler Reddick can go and rip the wall like he loves to do. Chris Buescher, 7th, another very solid run. Alex Bowman, 8th. Elliott, ninth. Ross Chastain, 10th. He is also eliminated. All the guys eliminated were really in different parts, right? Kyle Busch, probably the biggest disappointment. Ross Chastain, disappointing after last year. Bubba Wallace, you know, how did he even get to round 2? Brad Keselowski is like, okay, it kind of sucks. But you put the owner hat on him, and he's happy that Chris Buescher advanced. So they're still in different places. Uh, Ryan Priest, 11th, Blaney, 12th, Kyle Larson, 13th. They had a topsy-turvy day, but he survived, man. We've seen Kyle Larson win this race after, you know, a, a multitude of issues in 2021. Last year, we saw him, you know, falter in this race. Um, 2019, we saw him somehow advance to the round of eight in this race. Today was a calm day by, by, by Kyle Larson Roval standards. Um, Austin Dillon, 14th, Bell, 15th, Bubba, 16th, Corey LaJoy, 17th. He just kind of cleaned out Josh Balicki early in the race. That was odd. Uh, Brad, 18th, Harvick, 19th, Martin Truex, 20th. They still don't have a better finish than 15th in the playoffs. It's concerning. They got better tracks coming up, but first two rounds, you can kind of lollygag through. You can't do that in round three. Can't do that. MTJ has got to find something. That team has to has to find something or it's going to get bad really quick. Um, Eric Amarola, 21st. 
Haley 22nd, Ty Gillen 23rd, Harrison Burton 24th. Cindric had a good run going. He's P25, but Daniel Suarez, this, I don't know, chain reaction, hit Cindric, who hit Bubba. Balicki 26th, Austin Hill 27th, Chase Briscoe 28th, Mike Rockenfeller 29th, Zane Smith 30th, Ty Dillon 31st, McDowell 32nd, had power steering issues, and then was involved in a wreck. He got his hands full today. Suarez 33rd, Stenhouse 34th, Andy Lally 35th. Eric Jones, 36, Denny Hamlin, rounds out the field. Let's take a look at the standings. Like I said, Brad Kozlowski, Bubba Wallace, Kyle Busch, Ross Chastain, all eliminated from the playoffs. As unfortunate as that is, I mean, we got to realize they were the 12, you know, some of the 12 best this year. That's that's an accomplishment. But William Byron, plus 20. Going into round three. He won at Vegas earlier in the year. We'll have a full round of eight preview for the Cap Series out Wednesday. Um, but, man, um, Byron's got to be feeling all right. And Truex, because of the points reset, he's plus 15. Denny Hamlin, plus 11. Kyle Larson, plus three. Currently the last man in as these guys try to get to the championship four. Chris Buescher, minus three, first man out. How about CB, man? Christopher Buescher from Prosper, Texas, which only has a population of 30,000. Christopher Bell, minus eight, as is Tyler Reddick. And then Ryan Blaney in a hole, minus 10, as we go to Vegas next. My final thoughts on this race. It was a good race. I enjoyed it. Congrats to A.J. Allmendinger. We'll see what he decides, man. We will see what he decides, but um, whatever wherever he goes, whatever series he goes to, uh, Chris Rice, Matt Collig, they have found a gem. Thank you guys for listening, watching. If you're on the podcast side, look us up on YouTube at Below the Align. If you're on the YouTube side, go find us on all major podcast platforms. Email us below the Align Podcast gmail.com. Look for the post Roval blog and pre race Vegas blog coming later in the week. Tomorrow on the YouTube side, we will preview the Xfinity Series round of eight. Next podcast you hear will be Tuesday with Kevin Sestare uh, from the Rocket Raceway Park in Petty, Texas. Thank you guys for watching and listening. Like, subscribe, comment, share, rate, review. I'm Samuel Such in the Spotter Stand and the Below the Align podcast. I will see you later. Goodbye.